This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. I'm Hort Week editor Matthew Appleby and today I'm with Jeff Colgrave. So hi Jeff. Hi Matt. And I'm with Nicole Higginson. Hello, Nicole. Hi, Matt. And also with Neil Gow. Hi, Neil. Hello, Matthew. And they're all trustees of the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation. Now, the former David Colgrave Foundation was set up in 1993 in memory of David Colgrave. And during his career, David took a keen interest in supporting and promoting the development of young people. And it was with this in mind that the foundation was launched. Now, David's great friend, Peter Seabrook, the fellow horticulturalist, became one of the founder trustees and remained a very active trustee until his death in January 2022. So welcome to you all and thanks for joining the Hot Week podcast to talk about the foundation. And now, Jeff, the name of the foundation has changed um, in recent months. So um, what benefit has that given you and why did you do that? Well, as as you've rightly um identified peter was a very close friend of my father he used to he used to come often with um the uh the, the camera crews and film in the trials for pebble mill at one and uh bbc gardens world when he was presenting that many many years ago so he was obviously a logical person to be a uh one of the founder trustees of of the foundation as uh, 30 years ago and during that time um, the past 30 years i, I think he's barely missed one of our one of our trustee meetings, we have two a year, and he barely missed one. And he was—he became very much the uh, the eminence grise, I would say, of the of the foundation. We all looked to him when we couldn't quite make a decision. We said, "Well, Peter, what would you do?" And and it was very much um, in Peter's uh, Peter's uh, ball 
to 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 back back and say, well, this is what you should really do. So um, I think when he passed away, we were obviously all all of us were in shock. Even though Peter had lived a, a very good and long and healthy life, and he was, but he was very much the, the 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 lead figure, if you like, of the foundation. So we thought a good way of honouring him was to add his name to the masthead of the foundation. Um, which is what we, which is what we decided to do, and because he and my father were good friends, it felt like a, a logical thing to do. And of course, you know, he's a he's a well known. Um, he was a very well known figure in the industry, very well respected. Um, and we thought that adding his name to 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 the masthead would would lend us additional credibility and allow us to to push forward our agenda of supporting people, um, young people in horticulture. No, it sounds like a great addition. It sounds like it's been a real benefit to you. So just looking at the foundation more generally, Neil, how, how is it changing? Well, obviously, as, as Jeff has just outlined, the, um, the changing of the name and the incorporation of Peter's uh, name into the, um, into the foundation title, uh, it, it's given us, I think, renewed impetus um, but that said, it was it was something that we were already embarking on. We we realised a couple of years ago that uh, as a as a foundation we needed to be doing more, and we set about that. Peter was a very integral part of that, and yes, we all I think the whole industry is still to a degree reeling from the from the loss of Peter, um, but it certainly knocked us back a little bit in 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 January. Um, but, you know, as Peter would have wanted, uh, you know, once we sort of got over the initial shock, it, um, it rejuvenated us and made us even more determined to, to get on with what the foundation was all about. And uh, I'm not going to go on about the shortage of skills in, in the horticultural industry. There's, there's so much of that at the moment anyway. Uh, that I don't want to repeat that. But horticulture is not seen as a profession uh, by uh, by so many people outside the industry it's and therefore we're struggling to attract enough um, good caliber people into the industry um, and uh, you know as our uh, patron Alan Titchmarsh said quite recently uh, you know when you look at the range of skills and uh, opportunities from marketing to floristry and and so on within horticulture there's just so much uh, variety in there and the foundation has um has identified this and and obviously that's what we've always worked towards but we've we're approaching it as i say with perhaps with renewed vigor uh, which is exactly what peter would have wanted um upping our game um, to, uh, to to meet the needs of the industry, to garner support from the industry, as Jeff has mentioned, and to up our game with the training and education providers, the colleges and universities, to up our game with the students um, so that we're raising our profile and, uh, and, and making a bit more noise about it, um, both the industry and the foundation. Now, it certainly seems to be going from strength to strength. highlight a few of the scholarships that are now available. Neil? With all of our scholarships, what we're most interested in with the, with the students and with the applicants is their ambition 
it's their attitude, it's their ability. Those are the things that we're really looking for. What we're looking to support is the, 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 the students who are going to make a difference to the future of our industry, who for the, for the older codgers amongst us, uh, which unfortunately I come into these days, you know, those that are going to support the industry going forward, as perhaps we have done in the industry in, in past years, who are going to embrace the new technologies, the new ways of doing things so that we're really sort of upping our game. And uh, it's one of the things that we've, we're adapting and have been adapting over about the last five years is rather than a, a series of sort of general scholarships that will just give some support to horticultural students, as horticulture itself has become a bit more specific, a number of our scholarships have, come a, have become more uh, specific towards research or, or travel or... Uh, or whatever, and I think um, Je Jeff's going to talk about some of the travel ones. I think. Yeah, so I mean, I think there are, there, there are a couple I'd like to highlight, which I think are quite interesting. The um, the we we've got a fabulous um, uh, travel scholarship sponsored by Majestic Trees. Um, Steve McCurdy, who is the owner of Majestic Trees, he went away uh, on a on an exchange trip back in the nineteen eighties, I believe, to California, where he, um, amongst other things, he met his he met his wife to be. Um, and then came and he learnt, He felt he learned so much that he came back and started at Majestic Trees, which has been a, a superb success. And he really wants to to give other young people the opportunity to do what he did. So he's he's sponsored a, a travel scholarship up to three thousand pounds to travel um, to North America or or, or somewhere else um, where there are can, there's a big container tree business, um, and also have the opportunity to work at Majestic Trees. And I think that's a that's a fabulous scholarship. Um, the other one that's been really quite successful over many years is is the Colgrave Markham Scholarship, which um, um, was uh, a good friend of my father's called Ed Markham, who was a, an American seedsman, um, and their family, um, along with the uh, the what was the David Colgrave Foundation, has has put this in place. Um, and we've had a couple of really good students have come through that. Um, one of them, uh, Tim Curley, um, who was who won the award um, some 16, 17 years ago, is now one of our trustees. Um, and the other person I would highlight is a, a, a young man, um, well, not so young anymore, but he um, he was at the time James Hearsom, who 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 went off and uh, did some work experience in the states, um, came back. He was subsequently the executive director of the St Andrews Botanic Garden. The curator of the Royal Botanic uh, Garden in Jordan, um, and is now the director of the Massachusetts Horticultural Society. So, it's it's a fabulous scholarship and worth up to um, four and a half thousand um, dollars, which is is something that we that that, that we give um, every other year the opportunity to a British student to travel to to North America. That's quite a legacy. And Nicole, is anybody anybody you want to highlight? Yeah, so the um, the scholarship that I was going to talk about is um, a more recent one that um, Blue Diamond have uh, initiated. So Alan Roper, quite unusually for somebody who's running a chain of garden centres, is actually horticulturally trained um, and he trained at Pershaw College. So he definitely understands the benefits of horticulture and, and is also determined to help others pursue their careers. Um and we currently at New Leaf Plants have an apprentice, Tom McDonald, who's studying for his level three 
uh, crop technician at Pershaw College. Um, he applied for one of the scholarships and was one of a handful who received one of those Blue Diamond scholarships, which has been brilliant for him. It's um, allowed him to buy a new laptop so he's able to carry on his studies and you know make sure that they're at that top level. Um, and we're thrilled that Blue Diamond have um decided to carry on their funding for Colgrave Seabrook Foundation this year. Now that's brilliant news. Now you're a new trustee, Nicole, so what did uh, what prompted you to become one? Yeah, I mean I didn't know a huge amount about um about the foundation before I was I was approached to join as a trustee. Um but I think my my background in teaching and more recently as a director of New Leaf Plants um, has meant that I've got quite a range of skills, I think, to bring to the foundation. So when I was asked, I was I was delighted to say yes. Um, I'm hoping that with my connections now within the industry, I'll be able to help with raising some funding. But also with my background, perhaps I can help to um, with that selection process for the recipients of those awards. Um, David and I, both are directors of New Leaf Plants, um, and our daughter Molly is one of the um, founders of the YPHA, the Young People in Horticulture Association. Um, and through her, really, I've seen the determination, I suppose, and the enthusiasm from those young people to really push their careers forward um, and to encourage other people. And that also, I can see that there's there's a huge need for our funding and our support from from the foundation. Now, the YPHA certainly gives you a good insight in what's coming up in in horticulture. Um, so, Neil, we talked about these scholarships. So, how do you promote them? How do you get them out there so people know about them? Obviously, communication is 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 absolutely key on this, and we promote uh, a lot of our activity in the scholarships through. Our website, um, which uh, all of the applications now um, are done online. Uh, we use social media an increasing amount and have got people who are uh, you know, really good at that, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, whether it's Instagram, uh, LinkedIn and so on. We're, we're using all of those. Um, the trade press, uh, you know, people such as yourselves with our press releases, our articles, our podcasts and things like that. Um, trade shows where we've uh, appeared and done stands and, and uh, so on so that we can get talking to people. And in uh, 2022, we actually had a, a display part of the Peter Seabrook tribute at Gardener's World Live. We're not particularly uh, interested in uh, or needing to develop a public face we're very much a, a business uh, charity and a trade uh, working within the trade but just helping to raise the, the the profile of the charity conferences um where you know we appear and uh, you know we're, we're just talking with uh, with the gca at the moment to have a a little slot at their conference in uh, in january of this year and then getting out to the actual colleges and universities themselves, talking to the lecturers, uh, talking to the pastoral care type uh, staff at uh, the colleges, and of course, talking to the students themselves um, at the colleges, getting in touch with the student uh, representatives and the course representatives and things. So we're pushing forward on a, on a broad front all of the time. 
and one of the things that we have also set ourselves as a task to do but uh, have uh, not really started on it yet is uh, getting the alumni uh, up and running so um, you know if there are any past recipients of of uh, David Colgrave Foundation um, scholarships and of course now the the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation scholarships that are listening please do get in touch because we'd love to know where you are uh, now and what you're doing and how your career has progressed so those stories in themselves are going to help us entice and encourage new people into the industry and new people perhaps through the to, to apply for scholarships I would also add, Matt, just just to add to, to, to what Neil has said, I would really encourage people when they see our posts on, on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever to, to like the posts and also to repost wherever possible. Because as we all know, um, you know, I have three young daughters ranging from, from 18 to 22, and most of the information they seem to get comes through social media these days so the more we can get the message out there and spread spread the net through social media the more likely we are to reach out to the the kind of student who is going to to apply for for our scholarship so so i would encourage all listeners to 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 please take up the cudgel on that one That's, that's good advice. Now, Jeff, I'm talking about uh, fundraising. You've got a bit of a, a push on at the moment. So can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. Well, we, you know, as we are um, uh, an industry focused charity um, that's, that's, you know, is actively seeking to, to fund scholarships, um, bursaries, um, open up internships and, and, and fund some research that really serve the needs of our, of our industry. Uh, there are charities out there that, that that do a fabulous job of supporting the industry, but in rather different ways. People like um, charities like Perennial and Greenfingers, etc. But we're really the only charitable organisation whose major remit is to support the next generation coming through into the industry. You know, bringing through the next generation of leaders and and, and movers and shakers and employees for the industry. And as a result, we feel that the industry should um, regard us as a, as an important asset and be willing to support what we're doing. I mean, Neil has highlighted the fact that obviously the cost of education is is, is going up. Just some Many students are struggling to afford their studies. Um, our support provides much needed financial relief. Um, and the industry increasingly needs 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 well qualified and, and capable people. It's becoming it's an industry that's becoming more reliant on 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 quite complex technical skills and um, and I think we have a responsibility as as an industry to try to encourage students to come through um, into the into the industry and get slightly move away from the image of of horticulture as being an industry for those who are only capable of of, of, of of digging up the garden and wielding a spade. So as an industry, I believe we have a responsibility to support the education development of that next generation of industry professionals, which is why we're asking companies to support our efforts. Um, and, and we're given the opportunity to, 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 to companies, and, and we, we're, we're talking to several right now, um, to, to 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 lend their name to to some of the scholarships that we support um, by by sponsoring them. Um, we're, we're a very lean, agile charity. We have very low overheads. Um, uh, Nikki Gao, uh, Neil's wife, uh, is is the part time administrator. 
Um, the, we have a full board of, of, of uh, nine or ten trustees who, who, who give their time willingly um, uh, and freely to, to, to support the charity. But we do need that funding from the industry to, to endow those, those, those bursaries, those scholarships, all of which, all of that money will flow through to the students you know, we're not looking to build up a massive pot that, that that's just going to sit in the bank somewhere. We want the money to flow through to the students, and that's our goal. And as I, as I say, we're having discussions now with several com- with several companies. We hope to be able to uh, make one announcement uh, relatively soon. But um, but if you're out there and you're listening to this um, and you feel that, that that we're a kind of charity that that, that you could and should support. Um, we, we'd be more than happy to, to chat to you. As I've said, we, we you know we've we've already had and you've heard on on this podcast so far. We've had we've had support from from Blue Diamond, from Majestic Trees, uh, from Ball Colgrave. Um, my old business um, have have very kindly supported us now for for several years, and, uh, and but we feel that there's more that the industry can um, can do to support us. Um, so um, the message that I'd like to get out there is is um, we're only one phone call away, and it's not just the plant growers and breeders, is it, Jeff? Is you know the that's right. I, I sat with the chairman uh, one day last week of probably one of the biggest suppliers of dry goods uh, to our industry, and he uh, made a statement that as a business he doesn't require horticulture for his business um, to, to, to operate. But he recognises that because the vast majority of what he produces is sold through garden centres, garden centres need horticulturalists uh, to succeed. And therefore, he needs horticulturalists to succeed for his business to succeed. Therefore, uh, even though he doesn't directly um, you know, need horticulture for his business, he is inclined uh, to support us because of his customers needing horticultural support. Uh, so it's it's wide ranging. It isn't just plant growers and breeders and so on. Uh, it's the it's the dry goods people should be. We should all be supporting the industry. We all need plants to live, don't we? We do indeed, and there's a lot going on at the foundation at the moment. Doing a lot of good work, and we've covered a lot of ground there. But we always finish. The Hawk Week podcast with our fun question. And I think, Nicole, you are going to have to answer this one. And it's basically, what is your favourite plant? What plant would you take to a desert island? Have you had any thoughts on that? Oh, well, uh, now you've slightly changed the question there. I mean, if it's to a desert island, oh, that's okay. a different matter altogether. But what the question I was thought I was going to say, which is my favourite plant, I mean, Clearly, I'm going to be a little bit biased, aren't I? So it's Aye. going to be, have to be a clematis. And, and my, my favourite, my go-to for that would be a viticella-type clematis, so an Etoile Violette, because they're so easy to grow, totally bomb-proof and very easy to prune. You just chop it down in the winter and it'll just spring back up again in the spring, which I just love. However, I, I think, actually, yesterday when we had a little chat, Neil had an even better choice of plant. And his maybe would be more appropriate for a desert island. So would you like to share your story, Neil? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get you back for this one, Nicole, aren't I? <laughs> yes, uh, we talked about it yesterday and I said mine... Mine, being the doer Scotsman that I am, mine had to be something that was edible 
So it's going to be sprouts. Sprouts? <laughs> Crikey. What? Why? Because I love them. They're good for you. They're tasty. And um, I uh, I have a, a, one of those unknown facts that uh, people would find hard to believe. But at primary school, I held the sprout eating record. Brilliant. 108. Uh, oh, 108. Yep, I had the playground to myself all afternoon. I bet, in one sitting. Well, no one's ever chosen sprouts before, and I doubt anyone will ever choose them again, but that's, that's uh... <laughs> Cool. All right. At least I won't go hungry on my desert island. No, no, fantastic. All right, well, thank you very much to Nicole Higginson, to Jeff Colgrave, and to Neil Gow of the Colgrave Seabrook Foundation. I'm Matthew Appleby, Horticulture Week editor, and thanks for listening. And make sure you never miss a Horticulture Week podcast. Subscribe to or follow Horticulture Week podcasts via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or your preferred podcast platform. And once again, thank you and goodbye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.